Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. What is relationship energy and how does it play into our relationships? As we've discussed in prior posts, relationships are a living, breathing thing. The tone of our relationships changes over time as partners get to know one another better and share more time and experience together. Relationship energy is a term that can be used to describe the tone, feel, and focus of a relationship as it evolves. In this post, we'll explore the process of relationship evolution. We'll take a look at two particular types or flavors of relationship energy. As we'll see, each of these offers something unique and different and yummy in different ways. The early days, weeks, and months of a relationship can be a heady and turbulent time. During the earliest phase of a relationship, the partners have been drawn together by their attraction for one another. However, they have not yet had much time to really get to know one another. What that implies is that early interactions are guided mainly by how the partners perceive one another, that is, by their mental models of one another. In a nascent relationship, anything seems possible. We look at our partner through rose-colored glasses. We wear our dreams and aspirations for the relationship on our sleeve, and we're eager, though sometimes also a little afraid, to share our hopes with our partner. In the early phase of a romantic relationship, we're literally under the influence of our brain chemistry. We're brought together by the lust, or desire for sexual gratification, that's mediated by testosterone and estrogen. Libido grows in both partners. Following our initial connection, the connecting threads of attraction are strengthened by jolts of reward-inducing dopamine, energy-producing norepinephrine, and a tendency toward compulsive focus on the partner, which accompanies a drop in serotonin. In this phase of romance, both partners may feel energetic, full of giddy delight, and relatively unfocused on other needs, such as interest in eating or sleeping. The partner is everything. Rational behavior and self-awareness are reduced or displaced by the giddy feelings of romance. Eventually, typically within a year or so, the fire of attraction gives way to a steadier but less intense warmth of connection, driven by the influence of vasopressin and oxytocin, the cuddle hormone. The partners bond with one another and develop feelings of sharing intimately with one another. This closely choreographed symphony of hormonal influences is undoubtedly nature's way of furthering the procreation of our species. New Relationship Energy, or NRE, is a label that's sometimes applied to the heady feelings that accompany a new relationship. As we've just described, NRE can be an intense emotional state that can displace most of our other activities and interests. As those who have experienced NRE know, it's hard to not want to be in that euphoric state. We humans are built to respond to our romantic partners, like tuning forks to a resonant key. When viewed objectively, though, that is, by someone who's not currently under the influence of NRE, being in that state for a prolonged period is not an unmixed blessing. We may become neglectful of other important things in our lives, including our own health and responsibilities. In the case of those who are polyamorous, NRE can also often lead us to neglect our existing partners. The bright and shiny new relationship can capture our attention in an almost hypnotic fashion. As we've described, NRE also dulls our rational faculties, so we become susceptible to poor judgment, such as unfairly allocating excessive time to a new partner at the expense of a beloved existing partner. 
well-honed communication skills, and an ability to understand and forgive can take on special importance when partners are trying to navigate the rapids of NRE. There's another kind of relationship energy that gets far less attention than NRE, but which I believe to be at least as important and impactful. Some people refer to that as established relationship energy, or as mature relationship energy. I prefer to think of it as rooted relationship energy, or RRE. While, in a sense, the purpose of new relationship energy is to bring two partners together, I see the function of RRE as embodying the connection between the partners in an established and healthy long-term connection. From that perspective, RRE is the energy that flows between the partners in the bonded phase of a relationship. As we've noted, the quality or tone of RRE is different from that of NRE. Rooted relationship energy doesn't have the heat or urgency of new relationship energy. It's more companionate, more reflective of two people who have come to know and love one another deeply, and who revel in sharing the journey of life together. As someone who has been in a blissful and soul-satisfying married relationship for 20 years, I know RRE well. That's the energy that underlies the frequent smiles and laughter between me and my beloved wife Penny, and it's the energy through which our welcome cuddling transports us into a warm and wonderful space of our own, away from the cares and travails of daily life. For some, the notion of rooted relationship energy may seem sickly sweet and cloying, or even corny and unsustainable. For me, though, RRE is not only real, it's probably the most soul-satisfying and pleasurable thing that I experience in my life. I've heard it said that some who are in new relationships have expressed something like envy for those who are enjoying RRE. Perhaps such people implicitly recognize the lasting value of a healthy and satisfying relationship in which the RRE unites and feeds both partners. One of the reasons that I see this kind of relationship energy as rooted is that while the seeds of a lasting relationship may be planted under the influence of attraction and then germinate in the heat of arousal and shared romantic experiences, the relationship doesn't really develop the deep roots that sustain it until the bonded phase of the relationship. Like seeds that fall on different kinds of ground and experience different weather conditions, not all relationships reach the bonded stage. Deep relationship roots can develop only between partners who genuinely love and like one another. Such partners may differ in their interests, experiences, and personality, but they basically live in the same world. They develop mutual trust and respect, in addition to enjoying each other's company. They communicate well with each other, and they are kind, forgiving, and accepting toward one another. In prior posts, we've encountered the notion of the relationship escalator in which our society prescribes a sequence of expected evolutionary steps for an intimate relationship. Those steps start with attraction, proceed through a series of increases in commitment to the relationship, and then progress through family life and into a post-family phase. I'd like to suggest that while I don't see a rigid and socially defined set of stages in the evolution of an intimate relationship, I do believe that there's a pattern to the development of intimate connections. Maybe it's a relationship river rather than a narrow and inflexible escalator. We're carried along by the flow, though we can swim with or against the current. We may find ourselves in the shallows or swept on shore. Eventually, though, we find that we're carried to the ocean, where confining riverbanks give way to boundless horizons. In that image of how an intimate relationship develops, there's both an element of chance or luck and a set of decisions and actions that we choose to take. The outcome depends on both. Relationship has a certain element of mystery to it. 
How we find and recognize our potential soulmates isn't governed solely by science or by our free will. Instead, we're subject to chance meetings and to what we're able to perceive at a given point in our personal evolution. Similarly, we can choose to respond to a particular opportunity for connection or not. That depends not only on what we want in our relationships, but also on our personal courage, optimism, and open-mindedness. With time and experience, we can increase our awareness of relationship energy, and we can make decisions that allow more of that life-giving energy into our lives. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group, the Two Open Doors meetup group, and the Two Open Doors website and blog at twoopendoors.com. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. 